Good morning. It is Wednesday, July 21st. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott, joined right now by Brad Crawford from SEC Media Days. Full disclosure, Brad and I, we already had this conversation. And right when we were about to hang up, I said, Brad, I forgot to hit record. So (laughs) this is going to sound like you're listening to it in one and a half times audio. Because Brad, I feel horrible about taking up your time again. I know we want to get to Dave and Buster's with our free SEC Media Days Dave and Buster points and go watch the NBA finals. So we're going to do quick hitters from all these coaches, okay? I'm going to remove myself from the conversation and we're going to get your thoughts. And at the end of of our conversation, I'm going to bring in new 24-7 sports college football analyst Blake Brockermeyer to talk about the Bryce Young name, image, likeness, seven-figure all that stuff, Brad. Okay. So, so first of all, thank you so much for doing this again with me. It's why you're the best. What was your take on the, the uh, new NCAA and, and SEC rule about college football overtime? You sat in the media room today during the director of officiating's speech. Yeah. You know, before they announced that major rule change about two point conversions and, you know, them being mandatory from the third overtime onward, the SEC head of officiating spoke about points of emphasis. It's kind of how he worded it. And that's, added protection for defensive players, uh, crack down on unsportsmanlike conduct and taunting. You know, we saw last week at Big 12 Media Days, Horns Down became a national story. And then illegal contact against quarterbacks. And the one I found most interesting, Trey, was guarding against players faking injuries. That's something that's become a – this is a bad word to say at the current state, but pandemic in college football. You know, seeing players slow down tempo-based offenses by grabbing an ankle and, you know, having the training team come out there and, fake limping off you know the SEC's head of officials said that this is a player safety concern you know he's he's worried about players actually being hurt and being you know hurried off the field whereas they might not be faking it so but getting back to that major rule change though yet the SEC does not want to see you know four and a half hour football games going to seven and eight overtime so what they're doing starting with the 2021 season college football wide is a two-point conversions must be attempted after touchdowns in the second overtime and then if two teams battling get to a third overtime onward they have to go for two instead of you know have a short four down drive so that's going to certainly speed up games and i think the overtime rule change is necessary yeah i like the changes i won't talk too much about it because i already did in the alternate version of our podcast that did not get the alternate the day began with kirby smart then josh heupel then mark stoops of kentucky and then lane kiffin of ole miss brad we're going to go rapid fire through these sure. four coaches, I'm going to say the name, and you're going to tell me what stood out about their appearances at SEC Media Days. We'll start with Kirby Smart. Yeah, I thought Kirby was very confident. He's been SEC Media Days now several years. You know, Sam's last season, the Zoom version. But Kirby knows, Trey, that this year's team is probably the most complete he's had in Athens. He brought a star quarterback with him in JT Daniels, who I think right now is a pretty good Heisman bet you know he's five or six on the list behind other quarterbacks but JT may have the best talent around him offensively um, JT was also strong on the podium and Kirby knows that you know the the schedule is conducive to success he's got eight starters back I think that's the total number on defense and I've already mentioned the weapons on the other side of the ball is Amir White Daniels Pickens Eric Gilbert transfer two other transfers we're gonna start in the secondary so this is the time to shine for Kirby Smart I wouldn't call this a make or break year like some other analysts are saying, but Kirby sounded confident today. And I think he sort of won the day out of the coaches that spoke. Uh, I was talking to Jake Rowe of Dog 24-7 about George Pickens, Brad, the receiver. Obviously, yep. won't be ready for week one. Could play, though, in November. So so mark that down in your calendar. Uh, George Pickens could return from the ACL injury. Jake was telling me the question is not, is not will he be ready to play? Will he choose to play? And, and, and Jake 
and, and the Georgia yeah. insiders think that he should do that because George won't test especially well at an NFL combine and could really use the proof of production. You had good things to say about Josh Heupel in our last episode. Brad, you want to kind of repeat them in Cliff Notes format? Sure. He sort of mentioned that, you know, he's now the caretaker of Tennessee football. That was kind of an interesting word choice to use. I, I, I haven't heard that in all the times I've been to media days. But to be honest with you, Trey, if he has a losing season this year and then, you know, 2022 goes south, then maybe he's the undertaker of Tennessee football. So this is a roster, man, that, that's just not ready to, you know, win eight or nine games like, like Tennessee fans want. I think Josh understands the task at hand. You know, I, I thought maybe he may have been nervous during his first appearance in Birmingham, but I don't I don't think he was at all. You know, he, he pushed his point across, much like South Carolina's first-year coach Shane Beamer did on Monday. And I think his offense, the, you know, once he has utilized at great success at Missouri and UCF, I think it's going to work at Tennessee. It's not going to work this season, but, you know, once he gets his players in there, and I ain't talking about three-star guys or transfer portal inserts, you know, I think uh, Hype will have a pretty good pretty good go of it. You and I both think that Joe Milton will probably be the starting right. quarterback for the Vols. Kentucky has had a great offseason, strong NFL draft, great recruiting class in 2022 that they're building on. Really awesome job in the transfer portal. Wendell Robinson, Jacquez uh, Jones from Ole Miss, uh, Dari Rosenthal from LSU. Did Mark Stoops come across in any different way than you'd seen him in the past media days, Brad? Uh, not really, but you know, he's so he's 49 and 50 heading into year nine at Kentucky, and about half those wins have come the last three years. So, so Mark has this program heading in the right trajectory, which is, you know, that's that's the word everybody uses when you mention hot seats, warming seats, cold seats. It's is this program going in the right direction? I think it is under Mark Stoops. Several analysts are, you know, taking UK to finish third in the SEC East, may even see a, you know, a, a second place finish. So, Chris Rodriguez, very good running back. Kentucky should be better at the quarterback spot. And then I think they have landed the most impactful transfer in the SEC in Nebraska's Wendell Robinson. Um, he's going to have, you know, 11 or 1,200 yards all purpose. And he really opens that offense a bit for Mark Stoops. It's a good sound, sound by Brad. We're going to clip that up and turn it into a video. Lane Kiffin, everyone was excited to see him. He didn't disappoint. He's got a lot of the Nick Saban quirks, the shrug, the, the hand motions, hand gestures. You, you and I both enjoyed being in the room with him. Oh, Lane Kiffin. Yeah, he was the sort of the end of day guy. You know, one of the first things Lane said, Trey, was uh, they, they have to get better defensively. You know, we always talk about how sexy the Lane train is, you know, throwing the football around, going for it on fourth down. Lane Kiffin mentioned um, how analytics plays a big part of his program. But the bottom line is this. If, if Ole Miss continues to be trashed defensively, and they're going to be a six and six, seven and five at best program. So in order to beat Nick Saban and and Texas A and M, and they're going to have to be better on that side of the ball and have to fix all the missed assignments. And I think Kiffin kind of uh, mentioned that this afternoon. Brad, this will be our last podcast of SEC Media Days. You and I are both hitting the road Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday slate's pretty fun. Nick Saban, Clark Lee, Mike Leach. Jimbo Fisher. I'm excited about it. Thank you so much for recording this podcast twice with me. You have crushed it here in Hoover. Follow Brad Crawford at bcrawford247. He's posting all of his content and there is an absolute ton of it. So uh, Brad, thank you. We're going to go right take a quick break and then we're going to bring in Blake Brockermeyer to talk about his take on name image likeness 20 days, 20-ish days in to that era of college football, especially in light of uh, the whole Bryce Young bomb that Nick Saban dropped in Texas. 
Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. It's really surprising to me. I mean, I think you've you've seen some smaller stuff here and there, but I, I figured, I mean, college football teams and people have known about this for at least two years. This was going to happen last year, and then COVID happened, and they pushed it back a year. So I, I know in the rooms that I were in, we were talking about this years ago. And so it's not a big, it's not like it was a surprise to anyone. So, you know, I'm surprised that, that some of the bigger programs haven't stepped up and done stuff. I'm sure, you know, they're, you know, you got to think people are still working on stuff. But I mean, wh where's Texas? Where's USC? Where's Notre Dame? Michigan? I mean, there's a, a way more than that. Flor I mean, you keep going Florida, Georgia. I mean, there's tons of, you know, powerhouse football, blue blood programs that you just haven't seen much from and you'd expect to see more of it in the future. But I, I am surprised at the lack of money that's that's been, you know, transferred down to the players for, for you know, these schools that have big alumni bases who are passionate about football. You just haven't seen very much so far. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some some stuff we've seen. Miami, obviously, is the big one where that gym owner is going to spend like six hundred thousand a year. And then North Carolina and Michigan are are actually they're they're doing the group licensing, and Michigan's going to do the the player merchandise, which I think is cool. Like you know, not everyone's no offense to the offensive lineman Blake. Like you know, you I don't know if you would have like made a lot of jersey sales back in the day, but like at least it's an option. We know how big of a deal NIL is going to be in recruiting. So to your point, absolutely. Like it is surprising that we haven't seen a big mega booster at every single school, like just pistol whip somebody with like an insane yeah. amount of money. Yeah, it's it's it, it's honestly very surprising to me. I've been, you know, a little bit surprised that we haven't seen more of this, but I think it's still early, but like I said, you know, this has been a known thing for years. So uh, there are a lot of very wealthy people out there that can afford to do things. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how it goes in the future. But so far, I, I give it a, a D as how it's gone so far because you know you're seeing small small deals, small uh, little local things going on. But I mean, there's some there's some star power that's out there in college football right now and it just so far it hadn't hadn't you know worked out for the players but i think you know i think it will eventually but you know after today after what uh, you know coach saban said i think you know that'll definitely ruffle some feathers and get some people you know kind of get the ball rolling a little bit Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.